Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven. You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tailgate Tuesday, where we are Chick-fil-A until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Today at the South Point location, but you could drop by either location. There's one at 48th and O as well. And use your Chick-fil-A app to order or scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win that free tailgate meal for 15 people. Nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade, and they'll, they'll call you if you're the winner tomorrow. How are you, Bach? Oh, not too bad. It's uh, not, not one day every year. It's like Christmas today, red versus blue. That's you right. get Nebraska Creighton. Yeah. So you can't complain too much, and, and hopefully... <laughs> Other than like nine of the last ten years is what is what Creighton has won this game, and so hopefully this will be an outlier. I don't think I've ever gotten your take on the Jasker. Are you in or out on the Jasker? Do you hate the Jasker, or do you just like uh, they just don't know who they are? I feel bad for them. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of an identity crisis. Right. I don't. I don't necessarily hate the Jasker just because I can somewhat emphasize them. I I used to have this huge you empath- like you empath- empath- I, I can't. <laughs> you empathize with empathize. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I uh, I used to have this huge kind of rivalry, like embrace the Nebraska, like uh, Omaha Lincoln mm-hmm. hate. But then once you realize, like if you travel a little bit, you're like, well, Nebraska really needs to embrace Lincoln and Omaha right. together because uh-huh. it's kind of your kind of cool spot. So you kind of embrace them together. And if you grow up in Omaha, I could understand, you know, starting to like the the Blue Jays are kind better. of interesting. It's I've been to a few games there. It's yeah. fun. Uh, you can drink. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, there's some there's some fun aspects to it. So. I, I understand the hatred from the Husker fan base. Uh, it's it's kind of fun, uh, you know. It was even mentioned today, uh, this week by Trey McGowan's, but I, I've I've softened my hatred for Jaskers over the years. I I, I hate them as much as I ever have. <laughs> uh, I think mo- mostly because all the good Omaha players have started to choose uh, Creighton. They have at least over the last fifteen years, and rightfully so. They're a better program. It made me feel better that you know the best prospect in recent years. Hunter Salas went elsewhere. I think I it would have been really that mad. Makes you feel better. Uh, it does. Uh, <laughs> by the way, he had 16 points last night for Gonzaga. He played really well in a win over Alcorn State. Uh, so I was really worried a little bit for him because he hadn't played much or played very well. And then that uh, their other big recruit, Chet, uh, whatever Holmgren, his, yeah, yeah, he didn't do much at all uh, last night. So uh, I guess that's where part of my hate came from. It was like uh, I hated Kansas in part because Ron Kellogg chose Kansas. Yeah, uh, and you know they, it was uh, they had several guys actually uh, in the eighties and nineties that would choose Kansas over Nebraska, and it it drove you crazy. And similar to Creighton, not only is it a rival, but they're stealing the best recruits in the state, developing them at a much higher level, and beating you. Uh, Nebraska's lost. What eight out of nine? I think in nine this, out of ten. Now. Nine yeah. out of ten in this uh, series, 
And I remember the Danny Knee era. In fact, they'd won like 21 of 27 uh, in the series for a while. Nebraska was dominating the series. Uh, and now it's Creighton. And they've got the – Nebraska gets a top 15 class. Creighton gets the seventh best class. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, and they've got some really good players. Nebraska does as well. Uh, this should just be a fun game to watch. Nebraska, though, I'm expecting a win tonight. I really am. Um, come on. It's time. It's time. Uh, it's year number three. Is it th- year number three yep. of Hoiberg? Uh, and you won the first two years. You won seven games. It's time to make a statement. And there's no better statement for Husker Nation than beating Creighton. Yeah, it, it is a big one. It's, it's kind of fun because usually you get these games in December. Yeah. You can finally get this in the Gavit tip-off games, which it's kind of funny. I heard Happer and Schaefer yeah. arguing about how much you care about the Gavit tip-off yeah. games. It's not quite uh, the Big Ten ACC challenge or anything, but it's there. Mm. Um, and it and it's kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I Like I said, I, I, I've kind of gravitated toward Creighton a little bit just because I love the state of basketball yeah. being emphasized in the in, – in the state of Nebraska. And oh. so when they moved to the Big East, I was very excited about that. I think that's very cool to have a Big East team, mm-hmm. uh, a Big Ten team, and then, of course, Omaha moving up to Division One. So, uh, you know, I know it's been a few years, but I've, I've, never, I've not really come down off that high. And then Creighton's has done yeah. so well. Um, and, and, you know, but you're right. I mean, this is kind of the opportunity. They had their, their group of seniors last year kind of yeah. all coming together. Um, had a really good year. Nebraska couldn't keep up with them last season. Um, but this year... It's there for the taking. Nebraska hasn't looked great in their first two games, but maybe like something started clicking there toward the end. Maybe something starts clicking yep. there with Eduardo Andre now being in the rotation. Mm. Um, they 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 could be pretty formidable this season, and it's got to start against Creighton. Or at least you feel yeah. like it should. It'll it'll certainly be uh, a little bit downcast here in Lincoln if it isn't. Part of my jealousy is that Creighton plays the way Hoiberg I think wants to play. Uh, they they are a ninety four feet team. They pass the ball. They share the ball at a much higher level. At least they have uh, under McDermott. They've done a much better job. I, I think Hoiberg probably looks at this team and thinks, wow, that's what I want to be. Uh, and they shoot the ball. They spread the floor. Their spacing is so good. Nebraska sometimes, at least uh, through their first two games, gets clogged up. Um, and Alonzo Verge is going to have to have better games going forward. I think there, it's, uh, there are games where he's going to dominate, but it's not going to be pretty. Uh, there already have been a few where he's been like that uh, through you know two exhibition games and two regular season games. Uh, but once they figure out this offense, I'm confident they can look more like Creighton and they can play more like Creighton. And I'm expecting a win tonight. Uh, so that's where I am uh, with Nebraska Creighton. But we'll talk a lot more about this game tonight. Uh, we've got BC who covers Husker basketball for Husker 24-7. Uh, we'll do a, our own little Creighton breakdown you've got box tops today what's uh what's the topic there oh, just top 10 headlines of college football okay. is, i like it is for today there's a lot uh, of things brewing around we've noticed that you like college football and tend yeah. to include it in box tops and that's right we like it as well so that's a good thing uh brian munson of husker or husker online will be with us in about 20 minutes or so rams lose to the 49ers last night they've lost two in a row um they lost to the titans which i guess some people might have seen coming because the Titans are really good, but the 49ers are not, but they dominated that team, especially physically. Uh, and they, they went at 31 to 14 last night. I watched the brothers Manning and I think they're very entertaining because it wasn't a very good game again last night. So I enjoy, uh, watching Peyton and Eli and Phil Mickelson was really good on that uh, show last night. 
They had uh, they had a few other guys. They had Draymond Green, who I thought was uh, uh, fun. That's a that's a fun little. I mean, especially if I don't care about the game that much, and I'm just watching the game, and I don't need the sound on necessarily. I'll just watch those guys, and I think they're very fun. Uh, Phil Mickelson was great uh, on that program last night. Uh, a few other notes: uh, Justin Fuente is out at Virginia Tech. Uh, his record is. 43 and 31. It hasn't been that bad. He won 10 games his first year. It just shows you, you know, they fired their coach. They're 5 and 5. It's not like they're good, but it's not like they're terrible. Uh, they could be bowl eligible. Well, it's kind of funny how our view is now like yeah. like changing the way we look at other schools. Like if it's they're 5 totally and 5, changing. you're like, "Hey, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We would that, love to be. We five would take five, five wins yeah. in a heartbeat. But that's just not the standard around college football. That's what makes this <laughs> this vote of confidence and this extra year, or potentially could go three and nine, kind of silly. I, I've even you know looked at some of the the reactions to Fuente being fired, and some of the, the the Virginia Tech fans on Twitter were saying, "Well, at least we didn't get frosted." They were worried that they would be loyal to Fuente like Nebraska right. is to Frost. So uh, it, it's kind of it's, it's a weird situation. Again, I mean, Nebraska, prepare to be mocked for this if this doesn't work next year. I mean, well, in, 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 there's going to be – And it rarely already works. kind of being mocked it, a little it bit. It rarely works. Yeah. Uh, but I can understand why they did it. I mean, you've got a solid defense and, you know, an offense that just needs some help. But will you get it? Because these things usually, to your point – don't ever work out, but they're going to try it, and we'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll know a little more after the bowl season. I'm hoping to know before, but may, we may not know about four new coaches until after the bowl season is yeah, over. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But uh, that does, it does also like kind of reset your mind because you kind of think, try to think about what are the expectations next season, and there's this kind of big argument or feeling of is 6-6 six and six enough? Um, and, you know, at certain schools like Virginia Tech right now, that's not enough. That's not go- enough. In it's your going five. to be at Nebraska. If they get to 6-6, six and six, they haven't <laughs> been to a bowl game in five years, Bach. I mean, that's, I that's something. Uh, but it's it's not good enough, but it will be good enough in my mind. Yeah, but uh, Fuente is another good example of, you know, the, the Frost type of thing. Fuente was hot when he got yeah. hired there. I, th- I thought he was going to definitely be the Virginia Tech yeah. coach for a decade or so, and it just kind of fizzled out. He was, uh, he was from Memphis, right? Yep, 2016, yep. he joined – uh, them after leading Memphis yeah. and had a 10-win season. And he was really – he's been a hotter coach, much hotter coach than Scott Frost. In his uh, first season, he was seven points away from winning the ACC championship against Clemson, who ended up winning the champion, um, the national championship. Right. So, I mean – and he took over for Beamer, but Beamer the year before was like seven and six. That hadn't been good for a while. So, uh, he really did a good job his first – Year, year, two yeah. years in there, and then it just has fallen off since then. Uh, Brett Bielema is out for this weekend's game with Iowa. Uh, not that it really matters. They're probably not going to beat Iowa anyway, but they do have uh, a couple of impressive wins on their schedule, obviously. Uh, and Iowa feels pretty gettable no matter who yeah, they play, right? They've already beaten Minnesota, and they beat Penn State earlier this yeah. year, but they need two more wins to get to bowl eligible. Probably not going to happen, but... Bielema will not be a part of that this weekend. It is, uh, I think, a game in Iowa City, so you'd expect uh, Iowa to win that game. Remember when uh, you had kind of – I mean, the the dream died pretty quickly once Illinois lost to UTSA, but there was the idea, hey, Illinois might not be as bad as we think they are. Maybe they'll make a bowl game. And they might. They still might, but it it looks like an outside chance now, especially with Bielema not there on the sidelines. Well, they know who they are. They run the football. Oh, Uh, yeah. They've done a good job of being who they are. Uh, congratulations to Bryce McGowan's 
Uh, he's averaged 27 points through two games and was the Big Ten name, the Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 6-7 guard, uh, 52% from the field, and 5.5 rebounds. What's your early review of Bryce McGowan's through two games? Well, it's certainly a lot better than Peru State, right? I mean, that, um, that's that's already what I what I gather is, man, he's already – Growing, he's already he's already starting starting to understand the Division One game. Looked kind of timid, I guess, in his first exhibition game, and now has taken on the role of the offense. And that's that's what I see it as. I mean, he he looks like your number one option. Probably going to shoot most of uh, the shots uh, throughout the night. I know it's kind of a pass the ball around type of offense, yeah. ideally, but uh, he looks like the type of guy that you'll go to. You know, kind of base your offense around him. Uh, if there is such a thing in this offense. So uh, I, 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 I'm excited to see him grow. We're going to be able to see it will happen right in front of our eyes um, because he's still learning the physicality of the game. I think that's a little bit um, something he's going to have to adjust to, especially once he gets into the Big Ten. He'll even get a little bit more amped up than it has been now. But, I mean, again, he's got – I don't have the, the exact stats in front of me, but I think it was – you know, he scored 29 points. That's the most yep. a freshman's done other than Tron Liu. So you put your name there, yep. and then, you know, scoring uh, 29 and 25, no other freshman's done that other than Dave Hoppin. So, mm. you know, he's got two games under his belt, and he's already got his name up to Dave Hoppin and Tron Liu. Yep. That's pretty darn good at Nebraska. So yep. I, I think we're, I think we're going to continue to see it. I think that he might, you know, average around 20, 19 points a game this year and be the leader of this team. I don't mind him taking a lot of shots, and I could see him taking, you know, 15 to 20 shots in a lot of games this year. Uh, I would rather, like in that first game against Western Illinois, the loss, 75 to 74, he and Verge took all the shots in that game, and the ball was very stagnant at times. And that's one of the things that Hoiberg has talked about, making the simple play, and we don't want stagnation. And I think Verge is the key to that. Uh, But there are times where I've seen Bryce take a few bad shots. The thing about Bryce is he can get to the rim, uh, it feels like, a lot. I mean, he has the ability to get to the rim, and when he does get there, he tends to get fouled, and he can make free throws. Yeah. Uh, so, And he doesn't miss a lot of free throws. He feels like he's going to be a 75% type sure. free throw shooter. Verge may be the same, uh, but they've got to figure out the point guard situation uh, very soon. I know Verge is not a true point guard, but I think he has the ability to play that position and play it pretty well. Yeah, I think I think that he's. I mean, you're just going to see the growth of both those yeah. guys, and it's kind of different. You know, one end um, of being a freshman coming in, the other one a senior. But um, it, you know, he's adjusting his game. But that's a that's two Bryce McGowan's. You know, Alonzo gets a a lot of the the, the heat right now, yeah. I suppose, from the fan base for not fa- passing the ball because he's the primary ball handler, and you see how how, how good he is at ball handling. But that's going to come for Bryce too if he doesn't work up his assists. You know, that's kind of the next step. Um, that that you might see from him is you know you like you mentioned he gets fouled going to the hoop a lot you know maybe sometimes pass it out draw the defense in and pass it out because he he's not necessarily getting no. a whole lot of assists or getting looks for his teammates but he is you know 
I, I think I think the the part about him kind of taking some of those shots. Sometimes your best player taking a bad shot is a good shot, right? Like right. If, if it's in if it's in the well put if the uh, if the the shot clock's winding down, I want him taking the stagnant three rather than somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. so it it. it I, I kind of felt that, too. Like, there's a three he hit this last game where normally you'd go, oh, that's a bad shot. They didn't really work the shot clock. Mm-hmm. But your best player is allowed to take take the shot right. because then if you if you miss, if you have an empty possession there, at least, you, you know, your best player had to go at it. Uh, bouncing a while around the world of college football, we mentioned uh, Fuente is out at Virginia Tech. The reports that uh, David Cutcliffe might be about to hang it up. He's 67. He's at Duke, uh, of course, known – uh, for his offensive prowess, uh, was the coach of Peyton Manning, I think, back in the Tennessee era. Uh, but he's 67 now, and uh, Duke is 3-7 and seven this year. Uh, so I was just thinking about all the coaches that are out in college football. This is probably normal. you got Fuente out, Clay Helton out, you got Ed Orgeron out, Gary Patterson, David Wells, I believe, uh, at Texas Tech, Jim, Jimmy Lakes, and then uh, Rolovic at uh, Washington State. I think that's seven uh, so far by my count. I might be missing one or two. Uh, But typical year in college football, a lot of pretty good jobs open. Well, and that's going to happen every year. That's why I I saw people saying, well, you don't want to get rid of Frost this year because USC and LSU are out there. Um, That's going to happen every year. There's always going to be some big-name colleges that are probably going to be a little bit above Nebraska. Again, that's why it was kind of um, ideal for Nebraska the year that Frost mm. was there is because, you know, you, you had that connection so you could compete with the top coach uh, in the free market uh, rather than, you know, him going to Florida or whatever, you know, what it was open that year. Um, but that's going to happen. And now Nebraska is kind of when, when their job comes open, you're more thinking of them on the lines of the Virginia Techs and the Washingtons. Like, how mm. good are those jobs? Nebraska's probably kind of in that category rather than competing with USC and LSU. So every year there's going to be those big big-time brands that are mm-hmm. going to get the top coaches in the market. You're going to have to compete with kind of, the, like I said, those kind of second-tier, third-tier type of teams to get the top coach in that category unless you have the tie like you did to Frost. And, again, I I don't know. Part of the reason, I mean, there's so many reasons that I like the Frost extension. Um, one, obviously, because it's close. Mm-hmm. Two, because they're, they're saving money. They caught, caught a lot on the buyout. And three, because I don't want you to rush into making a bad decision. And, you know, with Alberts being there just not too long on the job, right, less than a year as the athletic director. Has he had time? Um, I'm sure everybody's kind of got their list, but he has, has he had time to make those connections, rub the right elbows to yeah. actually get the guy he wants, not just talk yeah. to him or get a meeting with him. Um, so, you know, I think that this will buy time for that to happen too. I, 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 I just overall, and then the yeah. last part I like about it is it's Nebraska nice. It, it yeah. kind of goes along with our yeah. with with what we uh, what we pride ourselves in, and I I kind of like that. I know some people will probably uh, will hate that part of it, but it, it is what it is. And, and Frost for for being Nebraska nice to him, it, if it does work, it works in the long haul. Like it yeah. really pays off, and that's why it makes sense. Four six four five six eight five. Taking your calls on the Hot of Lincoln Hotline. We always take your your texts on the Sutter Heyman text line as well. This one for you, Bach. Jeff says, "Not sure I uh, like Bach anymore. He likes uh, Iowa and he empathizes with the Jaskers." <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I I I tried to be. I, I don't know. I just kind of embraced myself a little bit into the rivalries that Nebraska has, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and I think that if you kind of embrace those teams and. 
you know, you can kind of see it from both sides rather yeah. than just being completely hatred. But I, yeah. I love the rivalries, and no doubt uh, when they play each other, I'm yeah. always going for Nebraska in those games. I never hated Iowa originally because I felt like that was forced on me, that rivalry was forced on me. And Nebraska, under Bo Pelini, was beating them yeah. uh, on a regular basis. And then they started to beat us. And then rub our nose nose in it, and uh, now I hate them. So I'm on I'm on board with the Iowa hate for sure. A uh, week early, but it's never too early to start hating. Oh no! And I've always hated uh, the Jaysker. Uh, I just don't get it. But they're Husker football fans. You that, hate Husker football fans? No, well, they're not true Husker football fans. Uh, <laughs> if they cheer for Husker football, then they hate Nebraska basketball. Yeah, and, I don't and know. Many if they, of, hate they hate they hate Nebraska basketball. Uh, I, I, I talk, there are some that don't, but most of them do. Uh, and that's where the hate comes from uh, as far as the Jaysker is concerned. And they beat us all the time. Yeah, that's, that's probably more so than Sports anything. Sports hate is perfectly fine. Uh, and Jaysker hate is always fine. <laughs> uh, off the text line, see, Iowa is putrid. Haven of mediocrity lovers. Um, they are a fraud. I've said that all year, but uh, they're that also defense isn't a fraud. They're also a solid football team. Um, I mean, they're 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 a solid defensive football team, but they play good special teams, and that seems to be enough for Iowa. Yeah, and, and then they get a guy like Alex Padilla who played okay, uh, and it feels like they're world beaters. Just all they need is something from their offense. Again, they were outgained by Minnesota by a hundred yards, uh, and they still win that game. Uh, that's what Iowa does. I would like Nebraska to be a little less like Nebraska, maybe more like Iowa in that way, uh, that they don't you know, beat themselves and that they can, they can win a game without being explosive all the time. Yeah, you might not choose that as, as the perfect offense yeah. for Nebraska or you know, definitely the offensive output. I don't want that offense. No. I, don't want that, I don't want Brian Ferentz, who's under fire, by the way, uh, as an offensive coordinator in Iowa. I would not want him at all. Well, and it should be noted that, that – you know that's not the way Iowa's offense usually is. I mean, yeah. I mean, somewhat kind of. You know it's usually I mean? they but run the ball better. better. They usually run the ball a lot yeah. better. You know, in, in in past years they've never like lit the world on fire and been one of the top scoring offenses in the nation. I get it, but they're usually able to run the ball, uh, play the play action well. This year mm-hmm. the offense has been so putrid, and somehow they still have eight wins yeah. because of how good that defense is and. I mean, Kirk Ferentz, you have to give him a lot of credit for, you know, because these stats, the way that Iowa wins, it, 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 it's just yeah. crazy. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. it's routine that they don't, they have like 100 yards less than their opponent. Um, you know, it, they're just getting turnovers. Only one turnover this past week yeah. to get that done. But it's it's just incredible to be able to, I mean, I don't know how much you, you, you think Iowa has as far as personnel, but to be able to coach and win games like that is yeah. phenomenal. They develop players, and it's something that we would all like to see more often uh, at Nebraska. Anything else for Bach that I can see here that uh, people – oh, a uh, question about Kobe. Uh, when he's back from his back, do you think he'll be in the starting lineup? I, I don't think so. I, I don't really think he's one of the first seven off the bench right now. I don't know. I, I mean, you're going to have to see a little bit more. Um, I, I know everybody loves, loves the new guy, but Tamanaga hasn't done a whole lot so far yeah. in his role there. And he's, he's supposed to kind of hit the threes. And, you know, it's, it's early. He hasn't played too many games. But um, that could, that's pretty much Kobe's spot. That, that he's yeah. going to be competing for is with Tominaga. So kind of follow them along, see kind of see if, if Tominaga starts to, to take a step up. That'll kind of freeze Kobe out of the rotation maybe. But if not, then, I mean, Kobe's shown that he can do it before at a higher level so far in only two games than, than Tominaga has. There's our opening montage, our monologue uh, at Chick-fil-A, by the way. 
Uh, it's Tailgate Tuesday. You can stop by this location or go to the 48th and O location. This is a South Point location. Use the Chick-fil-A app to order a scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal for 15 people with the nuggets, the fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade. And the winner will be drawn and contacted tomorrow. Brian Munson of HuskerOnline.com. We'll talk a little Husker football and football recruiting with Brian coming up next on Tom and Bach. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 